The Hard Shoulder with Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, my favourite part of Thursday is always the arrival of Tom Dunn, uh, where we talk about music, entertainment and so on. First up, we have a sad, sad note to strike. Take a listen to this. I got the keys of your car and I drove it into a big wall. If you don't like it, tough. I had my fun and that's all that matters. I thought giving alcohol to Dougal was the last straw, but I must have been wrong. It must have only been the second last straw because this is definitely the last bit of straw left in the, the, the thing. Basically what I'm saying is there is no more straw left. <laughs> Uh, there are so many clips we could have played uh, from Brendan and Stand Up and so on, but we chose that clip from Father Ted because it's been confirmed that, uh, very sadly, late last night, Brendan Grace has passed away age 68. The comedian who regularly drew low, large audiences to his live shows announced earlier this month that he was cancelling a number of tour dates in July and August so he could receive medical treatment. And then uh, this very sad news emerged. I, I would have thought a lot more rapidly than people thought. Tom Dunn, you knew Brendan. Yeah, I met him many times and he'd been on the show several times and we bonded. We bonded over the fact that we were both ex-pupils of James Street CVS, which is just up the road. So I think meeting, I was interviewing on the radio and meeting somebody who'd, who'd been to the same school, kind of the two of us were going, really? Were you in James Street? You know, because I hadn't met anyone from James Street who had been doing things. So it was unusual. Um so bonded over that and he was on the show uh, many times. OK, let's let's talk about Brendan, the man. He was a dub. Uh, was he always a showman? Like, did he leave school early or was it an accidental career? No, he left school early, age 15, left school and uh, was doing various different things, uh, messenger boys and various jobs. But then uh, when the 60s came and everybody was going into show bands, he went into a folk band called the Gingerbread Men. And he was touring with them and doing well. You know, there was there was a folk scene as lo- parallel to the, the show band scene at the time. Singer and guitar. Singer and guitar. And then one night, legend has it, two of the band didn't show up. And two of the other members of the band said, look, Brendan, will you go on and, you know, placate the crowd, tell the crowd what's going on and don't worry, we'll still be able to perform. So about half an hour later, they looked and he was still on, explaining to the crowd that there was nobody. And he was hilarious. And that was exactly the same way that Billy Connolly got his break. Billy Connolly was also in a folk band. It was kind of like learning on the job. Yeah, and he, Billy Connolly was so entertaining between songs that he literally got the idea of expanding that and doing away with the songs. And Brendan had the same idea. He's just He started moving into comedy. And they, they couldn't get it, the, car, the bo- bottler character that he invented. Is that from James's? I'd say, yeah, it definitely would be informed by yeah. having been through James's Street. Absolutely. Because he was a Liberties boy. He was yes. the, born in the heart of Dublin and lived yes. there. So it took its inspiration from that and the dark character as well was sensational. So he was brilliant and, and he loved playing gigs and he could just put him in a room anywhere and he'd, he'd have the meeting out of his hands in no time. But he had a really funny kind of break. He was asked when Sinatra was over doing gigs here, he was asked by someone, would you come in and entertain Sinatra? And apparently it was a huge, nervous gig for him. Cause this was, was in Dublin, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was in yeah. juries. Okay. And it was just, the big thing was Sinatra is in the audience and don't you forget it. So at some point he made a small joke at Sinatra's expense and there was silence in the room. 
And then everyone looks at Sinatra and Sinatra laughs. And then the whole room laughs. <laughs> so, yeah, when you call someone's being in the mob. Or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards, Sinatra got in touch with him and Sinatra invited him to America. So Sinatra brought him over to America. And set he up, pays to slag people. It does. <laughs> um, set him up in venues over there. And that's how he's come to have been, you know, he's had these two kind of uh, careers. Homes, careers yeah. one and in was it Florida he was based in? Yes, he was based in Florida. Yeah, and great idea to get away from the Irish winter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And also that thing of, you know, you don't wear out your welcome in Ireland. You tour Ireland, but not to the point where people are going... Is he back did again? Did he do UK? Like, did the humour travel? It did. In terms of the Irish it, diaspora? It did, bit? yeah. His two big um, audiences were definitely here and in America. But he was huge in America. And a, a lovely man married um, his wife 43 Eileen. years. I think Eileen married yeah. for 43 years. Four, four kids. Won them in a punk rock band in America. <laughs> I right. wonder who that is. Well, black cats, um, black kittens. But you know, <laughs> he, he came in and he was on the show many, many times and he was telling me about his health. And then, if you remember back in the day, when this station was changing its daytime lineup and yeah. bringing in a different presenter. Yeah. He wrote to me during that and he said, uh, Tom, very concerned, uh, you know, will you be all right in this? And I said, oh, don't, don't yeah. worry, Brendan, I will be all right. But honest to God, I, yes. was first, I just thought, for a man like, like way him, beyond to, the call of duty. Way beyond the call. So he had a humanity to oh, him. Yeah, I love it. People t- talk about his generosity. Brendan O'Carroll was talking about him, saying he was a man who would just make you laugh every time you met him, and he would. Um, but also that generous. That was a very generous thing to do. And people have other tales about him being similar. He just just uh, was remarkable. Uh, uh, his stage acts. Uh, Butler was one. Uh, the, the 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 kind of wedding speech and wedding speech. and the, the the father of the bride. Isn't yeah. that it? Sensational. Absolutely sensational. And the way he'd kind of belch and burp, like he is the way he'd mimic being drunk was yeah. very funny and incredibly and, and disgusting at the same yeah, time and incredibly led to complaints after his shows and people saying he was drunk well you know I, I yeah. paid him good money and he didn't drink so did you not? no he didn't I don't know how long he didn't drink for but for decades he didn't drink right and um, there was another sad thing he, he had diabetes and it led to a little kind of shake in I think he, he yes in latter a, years lost a toe or something but he was he was unsteady on his feet and he overheard someone saying, "Look at him. He's, you know, he's been he's on the drink again." The other and thing that because I used to, you know, you'd be flicking around in the telly, and his stand-ups from the was it the Glen Eagles in, yes. in in the INC or whatever it is in, in Killarney and so on, and sometimes that doesn't translate to television. You know, it's a live audience, and it's purely just a kind of add-on. But when you study his humour. It was blue without being too blue, yeah. and it was cutting without being too cutting. Yeah. In other words, that it must be very hard because you see a lot of modern Canadians and actually go too far. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Carr and yeah. that, and like he did. He doesn't use too much cursing in that. No. He kind of pretend to curse, but he wouldn't really. Yeah. which is a skill in itself. It is, and I think really spoke of where who he was and where he was from, and he just that was. He had limits that he imposed himself of how far he would go and he wouldn't upset people. And the other thing is, I don't think they make him like that anymore. No, they In don't. Insofar as he had gags, you know, like, whereas now they just tell a story about yeah. their, their four-year-old child. You Genuine. know what I mean? And, and it zigzags stories. And the, the yeah. Father Ted thing we, we you played there, that brought him back into a whole new audience and that was uh, the two lads and Father Ted picking him up because they were huge fans. But the part they wrote from uh, Father Finton Stack 
That is one of the most evil characters that ever graced the But screen. he seemed he loved it. He did the voice. <laughs> With he, venom <laughs> and, and love. When he came in, he said, they, the two lads came into me and said, you know, could you be in this? And, you know, he said, he said to them, do you want me to do a voice? And they said, yeah, can you do a voice? And he says, I can do a real low unsettling kind of voice <laughs> menacing <laughs> the way he did it you're just going oh that's brilliant I was a line of that where he says you know you play your songs too loud and I'll put your face through that feckin' wall <laughs> All right, great uh, funny uh, guy our, our sincerest sympathies to Eileen their four children and the extended family and his many friends a book of condolences will be opened uh, this afternoon and Friday for Dubliners to pay their respects. Uh, very, very sad indeed. President Taoiseach and so many luminaries also paying wholesome tribute to him. All right, let's get back to the routine. Uh, thank you for that, Tom. Tom's album of the week. Okay, that's very uh, love, isn't it? Sensitive, yeah. yeah. Uh, hot chip, gentle. It's a bath full of ecstasy. Sounds yeah. like a plan. Uh, it does, yeah. Um, they're a band from London. They've been together for twenty years. They had a huge hit years ago. A track called "Boy from School," which I still play to this day. I think it's beautiful. But for this album, they hooked up with a guy called Philip uh, Philippe Zadar, who was a very famous French producer. Worked in loads of bands, particularly with a band called Phoenix. Strangely enough, at the end of the recording, he died in a. a you'd have to say a bizarre accident. He fell out of a, a, a room, fell out of a room in Paris uh, to his death. So he was a bit of a genius, Philippe Zadar, production-wise, absolute genius. Um, and what he's brought to Hot Chip is magic. It's one of my favourite albums of the last few months, really. Um, have they, they numerous albums out? They have many, many albums. God, I wouldn't be able to hazard right. a guess. I'd say it must be around the 10 mark. Okay. Uh, they it's it's kind of easy listening. But it's very dancey, very yeah. groovy. You okay. could drive a bus through the lyrics. The lyrics, they're not important, really, is the right. bottom line of the lyrics, which is fine. It, yeah. It's all about just a it's, feeling. Uh, and it's kind of summary yeah it's gorgeous it's a beautiful album speaking I've of that to it a lot. your shirt really takes it away today I thought just, you know, it's, it's a beautiful again, summary I shirt. make an effort okay. you know, I think I, it's important <laughs> I drag myself to my dirt is away there's no one to dress me or anything now I drag myself crying. in did back. she not leave out seven outfits for you on the no, day she left no. out seven meals for <laughs> 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 I'm getting sick of soup alright let's go to Tom's gig of the week Well, the whole country seems to have been full of gigs last week. Longitude, Croker, yeah. you name it. There were so many things on. Uh, now, and a bit of rain around. That was Summer Song we played because this Friday, the Villagers and Aldous Harding will be live in Ivy Gardens. Ivy Gardens, yeah. Again, there, there are many great strings of gigs going on. The Trinity College gigs that we talked about were a huge success. People loved them. Yeah. The Ivy Gardens gigs are great as well. It's a great location. And if you get the weather, it's great. Villagers are a band who are based around a guy called Connor O'Brien, who was in a band called The, the Immediate and went on from there, left them, I thought, dramatically. But afterwards, you could see why he had his own vision. Since he has started to record as The Villagers, he's won two Ivor Novello Awards, which is the biggest award you can win in the UK for your songwriting. And um, his star just keeps rising and rising. I can't say a bad word about him. Friday so, night. Friday uh, night, yeah. And Aldous Harding, who's hugely, she's on her third studio album, a towering talent she's been described as. So it's a brilliant lineup. Um, and it is sold out. Okay, so okay. Yeah. I All will right. mention before we move on, Bob Dylan and Neil Young playing down in Kilkenny at the weekend, two of the biggest names in music. And if you're around, try and get in and see them as well. 
Finally, your tip of the week. This is the month of July leading up to the racing, of course, is all sorts of Galway art festivals. You want to talk about the film Fla. The film Fla is on from Thursday the 9th. Um, Are you going over? You broadcast from it there. We're, we're going to be live from it. Um, so it's on about a week so far. We're going to be live from it next Thursday night. That's from the International Arts Festival. But the film Fla, which is separate to it, um, is premiering loads of films. And I've seen a few of them and I can't recommend them enough. One is the Mick Christopher story, which was, he was an Irish musician who sadly died in an accident, but left behind the bones of an album, which his friends finished and went to number one. It was brilliant and um, that's a very moving powerful story that's having its premiere um, on July the 13th and also Blinded by the Light which is by a woman called Gorinda Chadda she had a hit years ago a film called Bend It Like Beckham and this is a man in uh, an Indian a Pakistani boy growing up in Thatcher's England in 87 um, wants to be a writer his dad won't hear of it and his, his, his life is changed by the music of Bruce Springsteen it's feel good it's excellent it's very powerful very powerful and I'll have the two of those directors on the show over the course of the next few days as well for you to tune in and enjoy Alright uh, they are world premieres they're all happening at the Galway Film Flower where do they do that is it in the black box or where do they do I think it? there are various venues one okay. of which will be the black box Ok yeah. Alright uh, I was listening to your show last night Yes You're, you're improving I think That's getting better yeah. I think yeah. more practice Who was the guy that was on his father Phelan Drew he's Yeah he's Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Drew's kind son. of voice uh, Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah and he's, he's, uh, he's like Ronnie Drew Well he is his son Yeah so all right. Yes. See, I actually, when I get into the taxi, I, I sometimes miss who your guest is, and I'm drawn into you by your beguiling ways. This is it. And they play a bit and they talk a bit, and I yeah. say, "Who is he talking?" To? And then I have to get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom Dunn, as always, Ace. Thank you. Thank you.